Game Aesthetic, episode 136. Hopefully you're having an incredible day today. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Uh, back at it again. Uh, second episode for this week, of course, with all the big announcements that we had this week. We want to get another episode out earlier in the week. Uh, we got Zach here at the beginning of the show this time. Zach, how are you? What's going on? I'm doing good. I'm going to be honest. I know we already did a show this week, but at the same time, I got out and got ready for the show this morning and went, are we doing it in the studio? <laughs> <laughs> I had a question, huh? Number I four. didn't question that till I got here. <laughs> yes. John, how are you? I'm doing all right. That's, it's a lot to play right now. Ah, I don't true. know what happened. It's like nothing. It's like I felt like I had nothing, and then all of a sudden, I had too much. Remember when there wasn't jack shit during the summer? Yeah, I, I was thinking about that today, actually, because I was looking, I was like, shit, I wanted to play. I had like two demos I wanted to play. There's like three games out right now I'm trying to bounce between. It's it's too much right it's now. A thing. I feel that. Uh, there's a few different things that I'm kind of bouncing between, but I've also just been busy outside of gaming. So whenever I have time to sit down and game, it's just like, fuck, which one do I want to play? He's <laughs> like, I have limited time here. How do I want to spend it? And one way that I did spend it is I did do the Final Fantasy 16 demo as well as Woo! John. Uh, so we're going to chat about that here today. Uh, as well as Zach chatting about the finals. Yes. So shout out to that. Uh, going to chat about how Twitch is dying and slowly just bleeding out. Not even slowly at this point. They just continue to shoot that, themselves in the been foot. A fun roller coaster Dude, all week. Oh my God. And they just continue to shoot themselves in the foot and just make it worse. And then I figured just because uh, originally we were going to chat about Lies of P demo. I played like 30 minutes, not enough to really chat about. So yeah, I threw Loop 8 in there. I played I played some Loop 8 on the Switch. I was going to write a review about it sometime soon, which also that's a thing. I must start doing game reviews on sparkthe.com. You can sign up for free and you can get access to those. Shout out to that. Uh, I think the first one I'm going to do is uh, Tears of the Kingdom now that the game is actually beat for me. I feel good enough to actually completely write a, a pretty solid review on it. Even if the game is late or even if it's like an older game that I just played, I'm still going to write a review because you got to start somewhere, you know. Got to start somewhere. Maybe one day we can get uh, early access codes. You know, That's Alex, the goal. The other day I was just thinking because of how much you rave about P5 now that you've played it and whatnot. Yep. I just want to bring over my PS3 and load you into a file of uh, P1 and see how that goes. Man, I was looking at a list earlier for Persona, and I was reading about Persona 1 because I had the Persona 1 at the bottom of the list. And I'm just like, that just sounds like an experience. It is. I will say... Persona 2 also sounds like an experience, but a very intriguing one. I haven't got as far as P2, but the bit I've played is, yeah, it's it's definitely a different thing. Yeah. I did start uh, P4 Golden. I downloaded that on Xbox, and I'm kind of diving into that a little bit. So, Not going to mess gonna, with 3? He's going to work his way from 5 to 1. Yes, correct. <laughs> Again, just I just want to bring my PS3 and load you into a file of P1. Well, I, I, I'm not doing three yet because I was waiting for the remake, honestly. Even if it won't have the answer and stuff. Cuck. Which yeah. is still weird to me because yeah. I wasn't here whenever y'all talked about it. But So the FES content that they're adding, so the answer was actually originally part of FES, not portable, which is the weird so thing. So they're still cutting the answer even though it was part of FES. Yeah, well, it's sort of a weird thing because FES had two parts. It was the main game with all the stuff they added and quality of life stuff with FES. And then once you actually completed the game and didn't get the uh, bad ending and got the true ending, it would then be like, all right, cool, everything happens. You go back to the menu and goes, now you can play the answer. So it is a separate thing from the main game, hmm. but it's all in FES. Interesting. Yeah, which I thought was very odd when you told me that. Yeah, okay. 
Well, from the general vibe I've gotten online from the community is everyone is just so confused with how they're handling this remake. <laughs> or everyone's just like Atlas is doing Atlas things. Exactly. So yeah. Three's just all kinds yeah. of fucked. I will say, I'll, there's a decent chance I'll play the, the third one when the remake comes out. I don't know. Well, it's one of those where I've, I have tipped, like dipped my toes into Persona like five, but I haven't, I haven't just like jumped all the way in. So maybe, maybe I will eventually. The bit of time I have, that's not like two hours before I had to pass out. I've just been running a gauntlet because hmm. I started another P3 sequence which, if I actually get time, won't take too long to finish. Then I'm going to do a P4 again. Right. And then probably round back and go finish my P1 run. How are you doing that if I keep seeing you on Steam? <laughs> I said, again, <laughs> I said without the days where I have to, like, two hours before I have to pass out. Because, like, I've only actually played it for, like, one day. I got six hours, been through... Well, I say six hours. It was more of eight hours, and I got through... Two of the moon fights in three? Yes. You have no idea what that means? Nope. All right, cool. Zero clue. I'm just going with it, man. I'll, I'll, I will know one day. One day I will know exactly what you're talking about. Unlikely. No, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm a persona guy now. I'm a, I, I want to play the games. I'm, I'm going backwards. Just like what you said. I'm going for five to one, basically. You know, with doing the portable... Thing it is very interesting because a bunch of the shits happening. I'm just like, this is going way too fast just because all the quality of life and bullshit they made it easier. Because mm-hmm. I did have a pass to just max out stats within like the first two months, and I'm it's I've messed up now because there's so many other options. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all right, uh, like I said, today's episode uh, Final Fantasy 16 demo, the finals, Twitch stuff, Loop Eight. Uh, then we we'll just hit all the weekly wrap up. Probably going to be maybe a shorter show, maybe right an hour. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so let's just go ahead and jump into the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Uh, so this was a game that obviously John was already very excited for coming with the demo coming out. I was interested. I think you're interested to play it at some point in time, but not right away. It's a kaiju fighting simulator, basically. Um, but uh, you know, John and I have both beat the demo. John, what you think? How long is the demo? Uh, two. I'd say two-ish yeah, I'd say two hours. hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what I'll say is, uh, because you basically just you play the opening sequence of the game mm-hmm. uh, that carries over into. Uh, if you buy Release. the retail version of it, so yeah, your your save data will carry over into it. Uh, what I'll say is, from from what we got in the demo, uh, the the that Final Fantasy sixteen has the potential to be like up there for the best game that I've played this year, like when it comes out, because mm-hmm. uh, the story, we it's like we didn't get a whole lot with it, but. Or we didn't get a ton with it, I'll say. But what we got in the in the first like opening of the game, fucking dense. Yes. Especially towards the end of it. And oh, it, it yeah. looks fucking cool. True. And uh Zach, your comment about Kaiju Fighting Simulator. Fucking cinematic as hell. I was supposed yes. to say that's what I've thought about this game the entire time, the first time they showed the summons, transformation things. 
Yeah, which I, I am super interested to learn more about now. <laughs> no, I am too, especially with how like the last you know sequence of the, the yeah. demo when I am too, and with the cinematic thing. No, I mean like uh, general combat or the the kaiju stuff. It is very heavy. Like it really puts on a show for you. Yeah. Like it looked it, like it in the trailers. Yeah, like when you're just doing your general combat and stuff, it just has those uh, cool cinematics. Uh, you can do cinematic dodges and c- yeah. cinematic strikes, which yeah. are so pretty it's, cool. It's a thing where so far, like they're the like the boss fights. Put it in air quotations because it's like it's clearly like, hey, this is the tough enemy that we're gonna teach you the mechanics and everything. Yeah, uh, it basically has seg almost. It's not a segmented health bar, but there's very clear points of like something is gonna happen here, something is gonna happen mm-hmm. here. Uh, and yeah, there, it's like there's moments where you'll stagger them or something or, or you'll get them to the threshold and then you you will be able to do like a cinematic attack or something or you yep. have to time it and do a cinematic dodge. So are these fights real-time or turn-based? Real-time. Real-time. Okay. It's an action game. Well, yeah. I knew that, but I wasn't sure if they changed it for the kaiju mechanics. No, which is interesting because when you start the game, uh, you get a couple options with it. You get you get your story mode or act... like It's basically like, do you want the story or, do you, or are you... Or are you comfortable with action games or are you not comfortable with action games? Gotcha. Is how they portray the, yep. the difficulty. Uh, and even then, it's like... Uh, well, I'll get into that in a minute. But uh, And then there's a there's a ton of options before you even start where you have to like pick your settings, uh, which is interesting. They had, a, they had a decent amount of options. It's like I wouldn't say it was anything crazy, but plenty of stuff to, to go through and kind of customize the way... The way that you experience it. Can you self-map? No. Well, shit. Uh, but one thing that I found was interesting is because there's... They have the option for, like, uh, comfortable with action games or not comfortable. And the not comfortable, basically, normally they lower the difficulty of that. It sounded like... Uh, it would give you, like, you would basically have equipped items to help you out with it, but you gain access to those items even if you pick the other option. Because there's three, they give you a series of uh, bracelets okay. that you can equip. And it's it's basically stuff that would normally be, like, upgrades in uh, typical action games or, like, action-style combats where, like, you there's always the upgrade path in these games where... Uh, you can like when you when you're about to get hit, time slows down. Okay. So it's like there's a band that just does that and gives you a big circle on the screen telling you to dodge. Yep. Uh, there's a there's a band where when you hit a certain threshold, potions are automatically used. Uh, and then there's a there's I don't remember what the fourth one does, but there's a third one that turns it. Into, Turns it from like having to actually know, like learn the different combos and how to use them in that uh-huh. to just hit square. So it turns it into a warrior's game. Yeah, because then it it takes it where you just have to hit one button to do it, and then it'll it'll add in all of the combo like all of your additional attacks and stuff that you can do. Yeah, just in the combo sequence from hitting one button, as opposed to like having to actually swap between and time everything. That sounds dreadfully boring. I tried it out to see how, like, what it would do. It took me a minute to actually realize what it was doing. Uh, but, yeah, essentially what it does is it just takes your swing and then 
after you after you do a normal swing, you can use your like mad like your fire attack to cause a little explosion. It'll automatically do that. And if you have any abilities, uh, like attack abilities, it'll cycle them on cooldown as you're just hitting a uh, square. So, yeah, that sounds really boring to me. So I tried it out while I was playing through it just to see how it, like, what it actually was. It'll a hundred percent not be something I'm using when I'm actually playing the game, right. <laughs> because I it's like, yeah, I don't care if that's like kind of the optimal combo string that I can do. I want to do I want to do my own thing. Because all I can think true. of when you explained that, John, was all the trial and error through uh, Tales of Zillia and other Tales well, that, games. That's the thing. That's exactly what I was thinking of because. It's the thing of, yeah, it's like, yeah, you can go through and it's like you can cycle it through and use all my different attacks just in a sequence. But what if I find a, a much cooler, longer string that I can do that's more efficient? Yeah. So it just seems like the item is there for people that just don't want to worry about it. Want to be brain dead? Yeah. It's like they're there for the story. They don't want to worry about combat. That's fair. Yeah, exactly. Just make it super easy so just they can enjoy the story on cruise control, just kick back and have a great time. Yeah, which I will say, this it's like I'm super excited for the, for this game to, to get more into the story. I, I am too. When I went into the demo, I was planning to pick the game up. I mean, this is the first Final Fantasy that really caught my eye. And, uh, you know, I went into it with probably about, I'd say just a mid-level, like, excitement, you know, like a 5 out of 10. Like, oh, yeah, it look, looks cool, whatever. I'll, you know, I'm going to pick it up. Cool. Uh, once it, once the demo finished, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, that's it? <laughs> so I was like, I need more. <laughs> I need more. <laughs> Damn it. The demo ended, and I sat there for a minute, and I went, game doesn't come out for, for a few more days. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was me too, man. No, because, like, uh, this demo was so masterfully done, right? Because, like, this demo... It, it throws a lot of cutscenes at you. This thing is like 60, 70% cutscenes, but because they're really trying to drive home that story. And it gives you like, drives home like, you know, the, the tidbits of the story where you said it's like, it was like, it's like 60, 70% of cutscenes, but it's like, cut, you know, it, the, the story is still very clearly dense because we really didn't get a lot, but we got just enough to tease you. And it's the same thing with the con, with the gameplay. It's like they give you just enough to tease you and make you want more. Well, and it, just, it, makes the, it makes the game so much more exciting. One thing, because I was, I was confused slightly at first because the game starts and you play for, what, maybe five, ten minutes or yeah, something? Yeah. And then it transitions to a much younger version of you. Yes. Hard, hard cut. Hard and cut. then the rest of the demo is basically played out as the younger version of you. Yes. Neat. Okay. And it's, it's basically like it, it shows you it's like this is where you're at. We don't really, it's like you have no idea what's going on here. Let's show us how you got there. Yep. See, I was sort of getting that feeling because I had wasn't reading articles, but I was getting several articles popping up, but just hyping up Final Fantasy 16, saying it may be the best RPG in a while and things like that. I'm just like, damn, this demo did its job. Yeah, the yeah. The, the demo a hundred percent. Even if you're like not very excited for it, the ending sequence on its own can, will hype you up for it. Yes. No, a hundred percent. Like the like the ending, the just the way that it leaves you, it's just like, damn it, I want more. It's like, what do you mean this is it? So did he choose to become one with Inferent, or was it forced upon him? We don't know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. We'll find out. Because yeah. Ifrit's, I mean, the classic, but not my first well, choice. Let's let's just let's put it this way. Everyone's confused. Okay. Yes. It's not, it's like... So it they're is, like sleeper cell it is, soldiers. It, it was a big surprise. Yes, it was. 
damn, that's a hell of a thing to imagine the Final Fantasy world. Some mad scientist just infuses a bunch of aeons summonings into random people, and just one day they just wake up and start transforming. Yeah. No, and, and in terms of just the general like uh, gameplay and stuff going into the demo, one thing that got me really excited was just seeing all like this continued like news reports coming out of like, oh, this studio worked on it too. Oh, this studio worked on it too. Oh, so did this studio. This studio helped out too. And people were just like, God damn, Final Fantasy 16 is like the Avengers of action games in terms of the studios that came together to make this game. I missed that list. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, there are lots of, like, plat- you know, Platinum worked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, a couple other studios that, um, you know, I know, like, the, the director that's done, like, Devil May Cry, uh, and a few other games along that genre. Like, he came out and commented that, like, you know, he's had a lot of history with this genre. He's done a lot of games in the genre that he's really proud of, but he considers, like, the work that he did in this one, like, his masterpiece. Like, bro, it's just like a I, list of studios yeah. where everyone's just like, bro, it's like the Avengers of action yeah. game developers. I, I will say, like, see, with the, the few tools they gave us with, uh, like, how combat is going to work. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for like higher like getting to like Mid-game. the middle of the game to yeah, end game in there because it, it's gonna be fun. Did you mess with any of like the ability upgrades in that? Uh, no, I, I didn't mess with the ability upgrades. So, okay, because uh, go ahead. Here's a question for me because I know from all the trailers and whatnot, it's more or less made it seem like it was just gonna be our single MC hero and whatnot. Did y'all get any feel from the demo that there was going to be some party member mechanics that's usually traditional? I don't know about party mechanics. Yeah, I don't there, know about it's, that it's, one. At least in the demo, it's more like followers. Yeah, it, like in the demo, you had some followers with you, and they half ass helped. Yeah, I guess it's like you can't control um, them or do anything. But with like them. they in, just kind of did their own thing. In but the like once you actually get to the point where we have like our companions, I guess like maybe. We'll see. Because okay. um, that's still one of been the questions for Final Fantasy 16 because all the trailer stuff we've shown has been mostly focusing on the MC and then the whole kaiju fighting and yeah. hasn't been a whole lot into party members and companions, which is very traditional for Final Fantasy. Yeah, which I know for this game, like, I mean, this is a game that uh, the developer, you know, the lead director... You know, he spoke at length um, that he wanted to break away from the tradition. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. He wanted this one to really set a new standard for Final Fantasy going forward. Uh, so maybe those mechanics just aren't there. Maybe it's just going to be like what we experience in the demo and just have simple like followers that half-ass help out in battle. Yeah, I could see it being more like you can you kind of get a party together where you don't necessarily command them what to do or like have control over them necessarily, but yeah. like can issue like basic commands mm-hmm. like attack target or mm-hmm. come back to me help me or something like that i could see that being along the lines and for the most part just having them do their own thing gotcha that's that's what it looks more like uh but yeah it's like as far as as far as like upgrading abilities and that uh i i briefly or i spent a little bit of time looking into into the uh, the panel for it, because uh, of the Phoenix abilities, there were three or two or three that were unlocked. Because uh, it was just it was like the dash, the wing attack, and I think the like the firebolt mm-hmm. were unlocked. But there's like four or five more that were that just showed locked 
that you couldn't even read what they were. Mm. Uh, and then there's like there's a there's a bunch of like basic ones that just add additional attacks and stuff to what you can do. Mm-hmm. So like you could add into like a downward slashing attack when you jump in the air, or you could add like add in a like dashing thrust attack for enemies that are further away. Things like that, and yeah, it's like yeah. adding in charge abilities where like you could charge up and then uh, like charge the ranged attack to do more damage, charge the sword to uh, imbue it with fire and things like that. Mm -hmm. So just some basic additional ways to, to like string combos together without having to have abilities because that was like the, because then there's, there's also like leveling up to get additional abilities as well. Mm -hmm. And there's like, uh, and there's, there's abilities focused on doing damage and then abilities focused on like uh, destroying their will and staggering them. Yeah, yeah. So that's that seems to be a big focus for the tougher enemies in the game is they have a stagger bar okay. basically, and as you do more damage to them, you knock the bar down. You get it halfway. You get a mini stagger where you basically like you do additional damage, basically like everything crits during that time. Okay. And then when you completely knock out the bar, it's a longer stagger. But but yeah, I'm excited for it. The combat felt the combat felt good, especially for it being the beginning of an action game. True. It's like mm-hmm. they they gave you enough tools to where you can see where it's going. Yeah. No, I'm excited to play it. Um won't get to play it uh immediate upon release just because I'm I'm gonna be kinda going out of town and stuff yeah. this weekend. So yeah, also I won't be here next episode. That'll be these two holding the episode down. Um, but, uh, I am looking forward to getting my hands on it, uh, yeah. whenever I come back and play it. I will probably be jumping into it right away. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'll be talking about next week. Wing it. Have a good time. Uh, I Ever- mean, I, Evercore? I have Evercore, but with mine, I'm talking about today, finals. This is apparently a week-long playtest for it. Yeah. Wow. Let's jump into it. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, so, so this was a fun thing I saw last night, because... This was a game I think was originally announced in Summer Games Fest of last year. Sounds sounds about right. I saw you playing this yesterday, and I I, I, I was like, had to go look at the Steam pitch. I was like, what the fuck is he playing? Well, here's the fun <laughs> thing about that, John. So I had literally just turned my computer on for the first time at like nine-ish. That last night, that was the first time I turned my computer on all day. I went, Steam, I was going to go to, head up my Omega Strikers. Go to my library and Steam, I just see popped up new, the finals. I went, the fuck is this? Click it, and I go, fuck, I forgot I signed up for this. <laughs> it's one of those games that Zach signs up for and forgets about. <laughs> so um, this is actually a second playtest, and as I just said, it's a week-long playtest. And um, so the finals, to break it down, is a three-man... Um, Capture and secure, capture and secure gameplay because it's three teams of three. Your goal is to get to a vault of money, um, unlock the vault, take the vault to a cash out, and then defend the cash out to get the money. And the entire time, this is during a firefight on different stages. A lot of uh, one stage is a lot of verticality. It's on high rises that are connected by bridges and lots of open space and things like that. 
Um, then the other map that I've played, I don't know how many maps are. I've only played two at this point. I only actually played like three rounds last night. Uh, was one with a much closer quarters areas, uh, narrow alleyways, buildings with very close quarters where things like that, and uh, a lot more of spacing and verticality. And the best thing about this game so far, at least gameplay-wise, is the entire stage is, is destructible. doesn't matter what it is. You can blow it up. Nice. So, like, by the end of my third game, when we're fighting, defending the uh, cash box, we have literally, like, half a building on top of the cash box people have to go to to try and steal the money from us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, overall, I mean, it's, that's the main base of the game. It's the three teams of three fighting for these vaults to get the objective amount of money. There's two game modes. There's cash out, which is just the base game that I just described of getting the amount of money needed to win or until the timer runs out. And then there's tournament mode, which is a string of games where you get more rewards and experience as you progress. More or less loads you into a match. Well, it does like a bracket setup, loads all teams into different matches. Um, you win. You go to the next round for more rewards against the other teams that won. If you lose, you're out. You'll start again, asshole. <laughs> and it just goes until there's a winner. And that's what also their ranked mode as well. Um, I haven't had a chance to fully play that, but that's what it explains in the tutorial. Um, it is a very fast-paced game. So, like, it took me a couple... Well, it took me a lot of deaths in the first two rounds to really get a feel for it because I had to really adjust my sensitivity because you would probably get this, John. It's, reminds it's, a, it's a Twitch shooter. It's a Twitch shooter, and it reminds me a lot of my Apex play because I have upped my sensitivity significantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I can just flick. But um, I've been enjoying it so far because basically the main changing stuff is like you can do different builds. So like your character or contestant, because the whole setting is this is a globally watched uh, no better what did you say a metaverse sport where people are loading in as their avatars to compete in this the finals for cash money and things like that mm. and uh, and the whole loading screen is like a whole production because when you load into a game it's just like we have the big splash the live wire the boundless and it has all three members of each team like doing poses one that they have equipped in right right very over the top yes and um I do, since this is a playtest, they gave everyone just a shit ton of real-world money currency just to, to mess with the shops, see what crashes, and let people just deck out their characters and all whatnot. And it's very entertaining because they don't gender model lock any of the outfits, so you get to have some very ridiculous characters running around and just absolute nightmare. All right, that's, that's John's kind of game. <laughs> <laughs> because they're... Because there's three different character builds and each has their pros and cons. There's the medium build, which you start off with, which is your balanced health, speed, all that stuff for your character. You got the heavy build, which is more health, tankier, but slow as shit. And then uh, there's the small build, which is very low survivability, but very fast and very maneuverable. Um, yeah, one of the funniest things is seeing a heavy build in a black swan tutu. <laughs> <laughs> Is a thing you can do. <laughs> That's something I would do. <laughs> um, and overall, I mean, pretty much, I since it's playtest, I can't say nothing is seems to be uh, 
currency locked or anything. You'd be able to unlock everything just by playing in-game, as far as I can tell. Um, besides just cosmetics, of course. Mm-hmm. Special cosmetics. Yeah, yeah. I do like sort of their progression to unlock stuff because it's now not a set thing of just like, well, as you play this, you'll unlock this and whatnot progression thing. It allows you to uh, choose the things that you think will be good for your build because like how the progression for unlocking stuff is, it's just a little box that says, choose something to progress to unlock. It starts on a lever action rifle, but you can switch it to flamethrower, new skill like uh, agility, uh, uh, escape dodge, uh, more grenades, um, mines, other powers like a grappling hook, and allows you to choose which weapons, abilities, and things you want to unlock in whatever order you want based on how you want to specialize your gameplay. That's interesting. I like that. Because uh, that's not usually how it is. Yeah. Like I'm, uh, I've been playing Battle Bit, mm-hmm. or I played it some today, and it's. It's, it's, I mean, it's just a shooter. Yeah. But it's like to get, unlock the attachments and weapons and for everything, you have to use the weapon to get the kills to, yes. to rank it up. Because that one, it's like the weapons are locked behind rank, like whatever your your account rank is. Mm-hmm. But all of the attachments are, are locked behind kills with the weapon. Yes. Which is how usually it is. So it's nice that you can just kind of choose. It's yeah. like, I want my XP for this match to go to this. Yes. And that's for unlocking the things then... If you use the weapons, it do they do have progression masteries, and you get like, as far as I can tell, at least in this playtest, just like skins or stickers specific for that weapon. Yeah. But uh, accessory wise and whatnot, it's already there. It's good to go. Um, and sort of, I sort of like their thought on their battle pass because they also have a battle pass to play with on this, and theirs a little bit different. Where most people's battle pass is, of course, the traditional progression as you want. Theirs is a little bit weird. So. Like a normal battle pass, as you play, you get experience towards the battle pass and gain uh, levels towards that battle pass. The thing that's different about theirs is when you get a level, you get five uh, points of the battle pass currency. You can then use that currency to buy anything on the battle pass list that you have unlocked through your battle pass level. So it's not just progression. So you also can just like... So like on the first battle pass one level, like there's like five items you can pick from. There's skins, emotes, sprays, and whatnot. It's like, but you don't have to do them in order. You can just go like, I want that one on the end, and then you can go backwards or forward or whatnot. Or you can just save your coins to you unlock the next tiers of like choices. So it allows people to more peg and choose what they want in the battle pass if they want to bother with it or not. And since this is playtest, I don't know if any of that battle pass currency will carry over. I would doubt it to the mm-hmm. next battle pass. But it is definitely a different mechanic of where. Uh, if people like running low on time or whatnot, they can pick up the things they want rather than yeah. Because it basically when you basically you're saying like when you unlock the tier, you unlock the rewards to choose from in whatever order that you want to. Yes. As opposed to it being like, well, this skin is on tier 15, mm-hmm. so I have to play until I get to 15. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, overall they have definitely some different ideas from what most games are doing and whatnot. Overall, the gameplay felt I enjoyed it. The three rounds I played were very enjoyable. Um, was a bit of a learning curve though, just because of the verticality of the game. Because it's been a while since I've had a game that used a lot of verticality, especially on that high rise level and whatnot. Because there's a lot of grapples, zip lines. Yeah. One of the freaking gadgets you start off with is a damn trampoline. Um. 
And it does add some interesting thing because they have, like, because it gives you a lot because there's, like, gas mines, which I discovered has friendly fire. Um, game doesn't warn you about that, so I accidentally wiped my entire team um, with that. They have sonar grenades, which are fun to use, regular frags, incendiaries, goo grenades to help build just portable cover in the middle of a firefight if you're getting, uh, or defend, because one of the other key things is once you're the team that has the cash, you got to defend it, because no one else can claim it until your ass is dead. Mm -hmm. So it does add a lot of versatility, and like looking through all the gadgets and whatnot allows for a lot of different gameplays. Okay. Is that one that's gonna be on your radar now too? I don't know. I got, I've got, like I said, I got a bunch. So of, much to play. I got a bunch <laughs> of other games I'm playing because, like, uh, I mentioned it before, but it's like the game I've been where I started playing today is uh, Battlebit Remastered, which I've talked about before. It's a 120 or it's a low poly shooter, 127 versus 127 lobbies. Yeah. Uh, it just went into its official early access. Uh, it can be you can pick it up for fifteen dollars now. Playing it, it's a lot of fun. I was thinking of it when you were talking about the destructible map. Yes, because the entire map isn't destructible, mm -hmm. but most all of the structures on the map are destructible. Yeah, so like buildings can be knocked down, uh, windmills can be knocked down, which is always fun because me and my buddy will be playing it. And we'll we'll get on top of a windmill and snipe people across the yeah. map. Yeah, engage in a sniper fights and stuff. Inevitably, somebody, like we kill somebody a couple times, they get tired of it, and they come blow our windmill up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the map's mostly pretty much all destructible. I think there's a couple things that we didn't really get to destroy. So, like, there's some, but it's a very destructible map. And it's sort of scary when you're defending a vault. Like, the first ability for heavy is just a bull rush charge. Hell and yeah. someone just comes through a fucking wall and everything in front of you, like, shit! <laughs> 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 that sounds hilarious. Because <laughs> that's what happened to me. We had the save. I was like, all right, we're good. Then just fucking the juggernaut rolls yeah, through. Yeah, Kool-Aid man up in here. <laughs> I was like, shit. Oh, yeah. He rolls in and just <laughs> starts unloading on us with an LMG. <laughs> oh, dude, that's funny. That, that sounds hilarious. I'm, I only played three games, but I was having yeah. a lot of fun with it. So Pl Playing more when you know? Probably. Yeah. Don't know what I'm going to play when we're done with the show. We'll see. Um, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm probably going to play some D4. That's fair. Like, I, I picked up D4, so I may hop I, back into that. I've been enjoying it. I've been playing. It's like I've been playing my Druid. Uh, finally got my build going, and it feels good to play. But I'm also trying to level a Rogue, which fucking wild to level. It was a completely different experience, level, like starting to level a Rogue versus a Druid. I just feel like a god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like honestly, I'll probably play some more of that. Um, let's let's talk about Twitch. Let's chat about Twitch real quick because uh, Twitch has been dying for a while. R.I.P. Yeah, it's been dying for a while. Uh, but like just within like the I last dying month. is the right word. Yeah. What would you What would you call it? Well, I wouldn't call it dying. I mean, it's it's slowly. I like call it, it self hemorrhaging. It's self, I call it it's dying. bleeding it's bleeding money, yes, but you can't really call something dying when it averages a one point one billion people a month. That is to, true. to tune in. That, currently. Yeah, but currently it's slowly but it's, dying. But it's it's been averaging that for a long time. Yes. So it's yeah. like when you're getting over a billion views a month, 
I don't know if you could really call it dying. If that number starts Dipping. falling, then we can say something. But it's still, it's like, yeah, it's bleeding money, but it's still the premier way to watch. But as of right now, after this week's fun stuff, it is definitely hurting oh, itself on oh, having yeah, they people who want to oh, do yeah. partnerships with Twitch and getting rid of the faces that bring people to Twitch a yeah. lot of times. So, I mean, obviously this has been an ongoing thing for at least four years yes. now of Twitch making uh, notorious changes, whatever. But uh, the the big thing that happened a couple weeks ago, I, I we didn't mention it on the show uh, as any, in any capacity, not a weekly wrap-up or anything, was them putting out uh, this huge blog post explaining how ad content works going forward, how you can only have certain ad-related things like up in the corner. Now you can't run ad videos. So obviously that hurts, you know, especially like smaller streamers to run ad promotions. You know, like, you know, whether it's like, let's say you're partnered with, you know, Rogue Energy or something. You cannot yeah. run any ads on that besides like something. Like, it was just a giant, oh, yeah. like, what and the then, hell is this? You're fucking with our money. Well, it was, it was a weird like crackdown almost as well yeah, because it was. The, because the the numbers that they put forward saying that were allowed were also comically small exactly uh, so again that happened a couple weeks ago they immediately backtracked on that after an unbelievable amount of backlash and then with that you know the creators of course are still calling for a better split because it's currently a 50-50 split which is the worst across the industry uh, there is no one else that is near that split uh, like I think it's uh, I think kick is at a 95.5 or a 90.10 yeah, um, I don't know what YouTube is off the top of my head I mean YouTube monetization is wild mm -hmm. and all over the place um, don't know what Rumble does. Rumble's a new upcoming video service as well. I don't know what Rumble's is, but like, you know, just that 50-50 is just nowhere near the mark of where it should be. You know, creators are calling for 70-30, which now Twitch introduced the Partner Plus program earlier this week that will allow certain creators to access 70-30 for up to one year for up to $100,000. But they it. have to get have so many subscribers yes. consistently for yeah. three months before they're it, it is like it. 350 reoccurring subs yes. and that does not count gift subs yeah. and you have it's like to qualify for it you have to have those subs for at least three months. Yes. yes and someone did some numbers earlier i saw this earlier today i think it's out of uh i could be off on the total creator amount but i think it, i want to say it was forty thousand creators that would technically like being that or, or partners, I think is what it was, and only like a thousand actually qualify for this. So it's just like it's like a two percent uh, well, of it's, people. It's a thing of because uh, I saw a video talking about it, and it was basically they're just publicly putting out what was their kind of like behind the scenes strategy yeah. for the bigger creators. Anyway, is yeah. that's the same rules that they followed for the people that used to get the good split uh, or the better split. And now they're just coming out and making it their new, like, standard. But even still, it's like the amount of the amount of people that actually get affected by that is laughable. Yeah. Compared to how many people are streaming on there. Yeah. And then the biggest bomb drop that happened this week, which is 
unbelievable, honestly, even though we've reached a point that we've reached where like we saw what like Ninja got with with Mixer for the yep. people that remember Mixer. You know, obviously content creation is a very successful uh, business model uh, for, you know, a, a various amount of reasons, including just streaming. But just like one of the biggest bomb drops that we could have possibly got, out, you know, coming out of left field, uh, XQC uh, getting a hundred million dollar two-year deal with kick and that deal is non-exclusive he can stream elsewhere if he wants (laughs) all of the oh my god (laughs) all of the deals that kick it are uh, like signing people for are non-exclusive contracts yeah those ballsy bastards (laughs) they have a lot of money man because like kick is backed by basically like uh it's i think it's a crypto casino crypto slots they're they're backed by stake yeah yeah yeah. so the yeah the owner the owner is in some way associated with stake so all of their ads and everything like just in general come from that mm-hmm. yeah so they have a lot of fucking money yes so they really give no fucks yeah and the funny statistic about xqc's deal is like i saw someone put it up where it's like this is like the 12th highest sports contract currently of today and granted well, it's not a sport but it's like you just compare it to sports contracts and I, you'd come in at 12 i saw <laughs> i saw a funny a funny picture and it's it was xqc 100 million dollar was it, contract. it was the LeBron James yeah. <laughs> like $92 million contract. Yeah, no, LeBron's deal, he had, LeBron signed a two-year deal for $97 million is what it yeah. was. And yeah, you was have the- XQC with a $100 million deal as a streamer. He's not even bound by a team. No, he's not. And you know, one thing I thought was so funny about that is because I, I saw some people saying that he's still going to stream on Twitch and stuff. Guys, XUC has been banned from Twitch like 74 times, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think he's going to go back to Twitch, but here's what I could see happening. I was I was watching uh, Moist Critical's vin- video on this, and he Moist Critical firmly believes that XUC will stream on Twitch, but just for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. All right, guys, this stream was fun. I'm going over to kick now. If you come over here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> honestly, it's probably what's going to happen. It's like he'll... he'll he Start has, up the stream and then leave. It's like he can <laughs> jump onto whichever platform he wants because he's going to sign in, and within five minutes, 50,000 people are going to show up. Yep. And then he, it's like just him going, all right, like link, it's like post the link in chat or something. It'll just be like, all right, going over to kick. Come jo- come join me over there. Yep. Which, I mean, that's a, that's a smart way to go. That's building that's building kick up. I mean, yeah. Because that's, that's the thing. The model. Like, I mean, he, 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 yeah, he averages 70 plus thousand people watching him on Twitch. Why yeah. not why not sign in there first and drag everyone over? Because yeah. no, he does, <laughs> nobody's following his kick channel right now. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, that changes the game. You know, that that deal changes the game and it puts in a different perspective of just like not even just content creators, because obviously with content creators in terms of video content creation or like podcasting and stuff, like we see you know, where they can take that business model. You know what I mean? Like, we see it with multiple creators. But, like, from just a, a strictly a streamer standpoint, to get that kind of money, it's just, like, it, it changes the game for content creation and streaming and everything. Uh, and honestly, in my opinion, it just it does a huge blow to uh, to Twitch because, like, the big thing with all Twitch changes, and it is for all creators, is all creators, like, they're no longer loyal where they, you know, hashtag bleed purple. Now they're to a point where they're just, like, all right, let me let me dip my toes elsewhere. Let, yeah. me, let me test the waters elsewhere because Twitch is giving them no reason to stay. So that that's the kind of the fascinating thing about well, this. Well, the other thing is like on Kick as well. The uh, the guy behind it, he's he's talked about like he doesn't he doesn't care if someone streaming on there has one viewer or hundred thousand viewers. 
like his his vision for streaming on Kick is to not only have like the ad split or like the the split that they have for subs and everything, but also like an hourly wage for streaming. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like they they're really throwing everything on there because it's like one they've they've got the money behind it to do it and they're trying to just bring as many people as they can. Yeah. And you know, I, I did I definitely think that Kick right now is in that better position to succeed as a legitimate, like long standing platform over what Mixer was. You know, because Mixer was just a platform that just it had issues at the top, right? And it didn't filter down in the correct creative direction. But then also at the time when Mixer was trying to up and coming and, and rise and become a platform, um, you know, Twitch was still the ideal place to be people you know were loyal hashtag bleed purple whatever um you know but now where we are with kick like you know even if twitch backpedals even if twitch you know makes changes to make the platform better i still i think too much damage is done where kick is going to be a legitimate platform and legitimate thing to rival twitch it's like you can only make so many bad decisions that piss off everyone on your platform yeah you can only do it so many times before, like, all of your top people are like, all right, well, obviously you're not changing. You keep making bad decisions, and you only backpedal when, like, when we all rebel against you. So, fuck you. And Basically. even when they do come back with a, well, here's our counteroffer, and they're still like, well, this is still shit. Yeah. No, it's 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 been a fascinating story to follow, and on the other side of things as well, I I hope that with all the the big moves that Kick is making to continue to become a a better platform is, I I would love to see YouTube continue to try to make which they've done so much to make live streaming uh, better and continue to add to it. I just hope they continue to do that even more and and really make live streaming. Uh, on YouTube, also a very enjoyable experience, the same way that it would be on Twitch or anything. And honestly, in my opinion, I was talking to my boy, uh, our, my boy Steve, about this. Is honestly, YouTube should just make an entirely separate website for live stream. Just call it YouTube.gg. Boom, there you go. Nah. They're too focused on shorts right now. They are. Nah, shorts mean, is the thing. The thing that YouTube doesn't want to do is they don't want to separate the the you. It's like they want everything together. Yeah, they want it's everything like, in one spot. It's like what they. What I mean realistically what they need is they just need it's like they need a way to be able to like have an option to follow streamers that actually stream on youtube as a way to like notify you other than just like the follow that they currently have yeah and they also need some other category to be able to find yeah when people are streaming in in that because it's like uh i don't want like just full stop. I don't watch Twitch. I don't watch streams for the most part. When I, it's like, I watch like uh, esports events. Like I watch RLCS and occasionally like uh, League or like a big, uh, like a big uh, Dota tournament or something like that. It's like that's what I watch live streams for. And those, even then, I'll watch the YouTube stream of it because it honestly, the YouTube stream of it usually is clearer and yeah, ahead of the say, time of the Twitch. So it's like, I prefer watching streams on Twitch for, or not Twitch, YouTube for those instances. Me too. It's just, if you don't know they're happening, they're hard to find. That's Correct. currently what I'm doing is the Valorant VCT in Tokyo Masters. I'm watching it on YouTube these past couple days. Oh yeah. Because no, it's I, going on. It's like, I much prefer watching the, the actual stream on YouTube. 
Yeah. It is, I, I much prefer it. It also makes it much better if you have YouTube Premium. Uh, oh, yeah. Makes it so much better. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. yeah Come on, Alex. There's, there's only a handful of us. I know. I know. Well, no, I have the premium. I've had the premium for years. I just, there's a difference? Uh, for me, I guess the biggest difference where I find the best value in live streams and stuff is listening to it at work. Just be able to cl- close my phone oh, and okay. go about my day. Because you can't do that with Twitch. You close your phone, it's going to close the, the stream. And if you don't have YouTube Premium, if you if you close the phone, it'll stop the video. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that, that's really the biggest thing for me. See, I, I haven't had to deal with that in years. Yeah. I, the, the moment they offered it, I bought it. YouTube yes. Red? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, you know, you know, for me, like during like let's say work, uh, I'm pretty much nine times out of ten, I'm always listening to the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. So I just pulled up, turn off my phone, put it in my pocket, go about my business. Uh, so you know, they, I just overall, YouTube is my preferred yeah. place to watch live streams. It's just like like what John's saying, just gotta have better discoverability. Yeah. It's like unless it's unless it's someone that you already know streams yeah. on YouTube and you're already there to watch the streams, it's impossible to find anything. It really is, because, yeah. I mean, very periodically I'll see a live stream of somebody I'm not subscribed to or follow pop-up, even when I go to the um, gaming part of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, you know, and really no site is great at discoverability, you know, to not even Twitch, because, you yeah. know, to discover people, like, you know, in the categories, they could be real you far gotta down you got to go dig. Uh, I saw one thing, right, you know, with everything that's been going on that I thought was such a fascinating idea. Um, I was watching uh, Harris Heller uh, with uh, his uh, YouTube channel, Senpai Gaming, and he gave like five opinions of his own of what Twitch can do to change. And one of them I thought was like the most fascinating thing ever, which he kind of borrowed from Elgato CEO. Okay. Because Elgato CEO put up a long tweet like saying, like, I would love to be Twitch CEO for one year and see what I could do to fix this. And he gave, like, three things why. And the second thing is where Harris kind of went into this is, like, you know, Twitch already has Twitch clips, right? Like, yeah. it's already a thing. It's been a thing for many years, but it's just kind of there. Yeah. There, it doesn't really have a purpose. It's basically, like, you know, you see what TikTok's doing. You see what YouTube Shorts does. Actually make Shorts, like, make the clips on Twitch, like, a thing where you can just, like, go on there and just scroll, like... Like, it's an accessible hub besides yeah, exactly. just sitting Fuck in off. some... Like, just go through... I know... I, I know, I know you, you hate that idea because shorts you just watch, watch shorts already? nonstop. I know. Dude, now, a, here's another way for you to watch shorts say, and dist- discover new streamers in the process. I mean, it'd be very I'll, smart because right now, Twitch clips, they just die there. on people's channels. They're just there. I was going to say, there's, a like, on at least on the mobile app, there's this great... Like, you just hit the shorts button at the bottom and yep. just fuck and go <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you go <laughs> dude so there's there's times where like i'll be like i'll be sitting back like i'll throw a video up i'll have i'll be watching a youtube video on my computer yeah or something and i'll late i'll sit back on my phone and just start scrolling shorts and i'll just sit there and time will pass and i'll just sit there and go i don't want to look at my history because i don't want to know how many of those i just watched <laughs> <laughs> because for, i feel that because feel for that. shorts if you watch a bunch of them i don't know if you've ever done this if you watch a bunch of them it doesn't list every short you've had. It just has a category where it says shorts yep. Yep. and a number. Yep. yep, I've seen that, yes. See, the only thing I don't like about shorts is it counts you as watching if you watch them in like a single second. So like you literally have to just go. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get it tailored to you pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to get the algorithm set for you. Uh, it I don't, I don't it know. knows what I want. <laughs> yeah, no, and it, it will figure out the algorithm for you uh, very quickly and give you exactly what you want, which is pretty nice. Uh, it can't for me yet because it still gives me random things. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I don't want this. Then it'll try and throw it in there for a while. Then I'll choose something else random. Right. Uh, 
Uh, so the last thing to chat about here is I was wanting to chat briefly on Loop 8, Summer of Gaunts. Uh, I love when you started playing this, the message you sent me. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had told me he was getting it, and I was yeah. like, I, I told him, I was like, yeah, honestly, I was considering getting it. And then uh, I saw the first reviews. couple reviews on Steam and went, uh, I guess I'm getting D4. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so this is a game I've, I've, been, I've had my eye on for about six months. Was and it a bust? I, yeah, it was a bust. I mean, I still want to finish the game uh, because the story is legitimately very interesting to me personally. Like, honestly, dude, if this was an anime, I would be all over this shit. Like, this is my kind of story. You know what I mean? Like, this is the shit that I really enjoy. But, like, the problem with Loop 8, and it's like I have the message pulled up that I sent to John. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I said is, I don't hate Loop 8, but it's not a great game. <laughs> I will continue to play it, but it's rough around the edges. So, like, there are elements about the game that are, like, so fascinating and, like, really cool. I think the first off foremost, I think the voice acting is actually really good. Okay. With, with, with the English dub, all the characters, I think, are done very well. So that's one thing I want to say. Uh, I do like the friendship relationship mechanic across the board, but then I just enjoy that in games. Uh, you can also see how other characters like and feel about each other as well, not just between you and X character, but two other characters. You can see if they're buddies, if they're affectionate to each other, if they hate each other or whatever. Like, I think that's a really cool mechanic across the board. Can you make everyone just want to murder each other? Probably. Because, like, you know, this game has a lot of um, a lot of different ways to go about um, changing how the game is played because of the loops. Okay. Which I will say, that, you know, the loops is a very fascinating thing. But one downside of the game is, like, there's no way to skip past things necessarily that you've already done. Like every loop is going to be the same until you change it. So it's like once you start a new loop, like you have to, you, you start back at the beginning, August 1st, you just, you're just getting there. You got to go through the same damn cutscenes, the same damn voice lines. You have to introduce yourself to every single character. It's the same thing every single time. So that can there's get, no skip button. I mean, you can skip through all the stuff, yes, but you need to do it all. Like you need to basically redo everything and get back to yeah. your base point to to then start trying yeah. to do something different. It's like it's I mean, like that makes sense to me, but okay. Well, it, it's like you play through it and you start a new loop, and instead of being on like a light new game plus, you're just on new game again. Again, this isn't an issue for me. Well, see, here's the issue with it. And it's the game itself. Because, like, again, the mechanics of the game, so so cool, so fascinating. There's a lot of different elements into it where it's like you're, you're basically your relationships with characters will impact things in battle, of course. And, you know, you have the three different emotion types, the friendship, affection, and hate scales that will change different things of damage output and stuff like that, uh, as well as maybe even fuck you over if you go with the hate scale because it's a lot more powerful, but it could potentially make your opponent more powerful as well. Um, like all that is cool and all that's fine. The issue is the actual game itself. The performance of the game is horrible. Like it is so ungodly, uh, slow and just everything is extremely tedious. Like you have a loading screen. I wish I was exaggerating probably like at least every half a second to two seconds. Like I'm not saying like just a quick little loading thing at the bottom. You know, I'm talking like an actual, like, character will say one single line it's like black screen loading screen for and the loading screen will last for like you know two or three seconds back okay. to the one quick thing oh, another okay. back to another loading screen you were talking you were complaining about loading screens i thought you were talking like 
Skyrim loading th- screens no. on 360. No, I'm just talking after about... After you've been playing for 200 hours. No, I'm just talking about an obsessive amount of, uh, you know, loading screens. You're um, talking like Sonic 06 loading screens? Uh, more than that. And I'm a Sonic 06 guy. That's, I'm talking more than that. Like, I, like this is wild. the This is the most aggressive amount of loading screens I've ever seen in a game. And, like, you know, the thing that also kind of kills me about it is, like... The battles is supposed to really, in my opinion, be like the main draw, you know, mm-hmm. of a turn-based game. Dude, the battles, like they I see where they're trying to go, like really nice and visual, but it is so it's like three frames a second. Like it's oh. so ungodly Shit. laggy. So it's like, here's what they should have done with the game. They should have gotten rid of the open world sort of element, right? Where it's basically it's almost like a a small scaled persona where you just hop between the different areas, you know? Okay. Get rid of that completely and go with a route of a visual novel. I picture something like a Digimon Survive. I, honestly, you were talking about That's like... That's it. You were talking like how the battles are supposed yes. to be like a, a signature. I'm like, man, meanwhile, I'm over here with Digimon Survive. Like, start off, battles are cool and by halfway through the game, I'm like, Dude, these battles are kind of getting in the way of, this, of the visual <laughs> novel here. <laughs> and here I'm thinking just, this just sounds like a shitty Argus War. Off. <laughs> no, I, I think if they would have went with a visual novel, still give you the ability to hop between the different like areas of the of the area that you're in. You know, that'd be great and fine. But get rid of all of the, you know, ability to free roam essentially, where your character does an awkward like jog at two frames a second, uh, and just make it visual novel based and focus the attention into the battles. Make the battles look as visually appealing as I can tell they want them to be. But it just fell short, yeah. uh, and I think the game could have been a, a lot better. And I, I mean, the story is interesting. The story is very in- the loops are interesting because with the loops, you know, it. I can see where the loops could be frustrating for some players. I saw some people on Twitter comment about this that they got twenty days into August and died and had to restart because you you start a loop when you die. Uh, so I can see where that could be pretty frustrating. Twenty days in, and y- and you finally die, and you have to go back to August first and work your way. But I could see where that's going to be a, a, a quite a bit of a pain. But I think that's actually a pretty interesting draw to the game. Um, you can also just choose to restart a loop yourself by talking to certain characters, uh, where it's like they're the character they're kind of representing. You know, like you know whoever the character is, like that you meet, like the islander or whatever, and then. You start, and then there's another option at the end of their dialogue choices where it's like loop event. And when you talk to them, it's like basically the god kind of takes over that character's body and just like, oh, do you want to restart a loop? So basically, like if you're like in a new loop and you're not very far into it, maybe you fuck up and make a character hate you that you didn't want you to hate you. Just go ahead and just do a quick restart. You know, it tracks all your loops on your save, uh, your save data and everything. So I, I think the loop stuff is pretty interesting. I think the general mechanics is interesting. I can see where there's a lot of inspiration from Persona with the day cycle, with how just the general like um, layouts look and everything, the UI. Like I could tell where there's Persona inspiration, and it was funny. I saw some uh, I saw some uh, comments uh, on Twitter of people like reviewing the game. There was one guy that's just like, when I saw this game revealed, I really thought this could be a Persona rival. How wrong I was. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that one, buddy. Uh, I will say here, do you complain about like kind of the open world and that? It's like, yeah, I, you know, I was. It's one of those where it's like going, like with the Digimon Survive comparison, going into it, like people weren't happy with the visual mm. novel, or at least they weren't looking forward to it. Yes, but honestly, 
it's like going through it and playing it as a visual novel made me much more open to the idea of games doing it that way. Because yeah. even like you said, like kind of the exploration and talking to characters and stuff like that, you have all of those same options in Digimon Survive. Yep. And it's like the difference. The difference there is just you're not actually walking around. And my God, if they tried to make me walk around in there on a on a switch in like Digimon Survive <laughs> and try to play that game like that, it would it would have been that game would have been fucked. And yeah. all I keep hearing is I was right with Arcus War. No, you're not. <laughs> Visual novel text game. I will say back on three sixty. Like, it, it's like honestly <laughs> people it's like developers don't need to be afraid of it. It's no, a, they don't. it's a fucking great way to play a game. It really I is. never would have thought I would have liked to play a visual novel or something like that and then here i was fucking 50 hours into digimon survive fucking it, loving it yeah no when it comes to loop eight honestly i think i think the mechanics and general gameplay elements they went for i, I give them a plus i think there's a lot of cool things in there a lot of unique things in there uh, i'm telling you guys it's just the fucking performance because yeah. like in the I, i'm reading the message that i sent you here at the end of the message i sent you i even said i don't think it's an issue with the mechanic it's just the performance that's killing me and it's like the general performance of the game is just killing a very fascinating interesting title that has so much potential and it's like heck if the game wasn't so aggressive on loading screens and the game wasn't so slow i'd probably have very little issues which is true if the game wasn't just so damn slow and like a loading screen every half a second i probably would be able to make it through the game pretty decently. I would you think like. in a year and a half you'd go back to it if they get quality of life updates? I hundred percent would. If they if they did any sort of quality of life update, I would one million percent go back to this game. I just don't think they will. I mean, yeah. the game's a bust. I will say, like, I I did see a lot of. I, I looked at a few reviews on it, and most of them seem to echo the idea of the game. It's like. The idea of the game is cool, but it's almost like they had too many ideas for different mechanics, threw them all together, and they didn't all mesh well. Yeah, I saw a lot of those comments, too. Uh, and there, there are certain aspects of that that I can agree with, and there's some where it's just like, ah, I, I, feel like they, I feel like they work fine. But I do see people's points on that, because I saw that same thing where it's like a lot of cool ideas with no actual direction. Yeah. That was a common theme that I saw. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, you were you came up with with a, with a cool concept. The execution not good. Execution is not good. And I, again, I think the story is pretty fascinating. And uh, you know, if it was an anime, I would be all over it. I'd be loving it. Um, I will say, like the first battle that I lost, um, you know, and it it brought you into the the loop. It was kind of interesting and just kind of dark with how it ended, where it's just like a. Basically, uh, like, you know, had text on the screen just kind of tell you what happened is that basically the world got overran um, by basically like trees, essentially, and trees killed everyone. But it's like the, the, the title just depicted as like, but the mercy in it is that it happened when everyone was asleep. Everyone just died in their sleep to this. So it's like there's a, there's that darkness to it as well. Uh, so what is sort of the, so you say the first battle you lost. So what is the like enemy difficulty scaling? Well, the first battle I lost was the first major battle. <laughs> so, and because like when I lost, I assumed there was like I was supposed it was one of those that you were supposed to lose, you know, like they have in games. Because like me and my team were doing literally nothing to this guy, and he was wrecking us. So like I assumed it was just a battle I was supposed to lose. Uh, and then it's like you know you lose it, you do the loop and stuff. So I do assume it was the one that I was supposed to lose. So in terms of scaling, well, you make it sound like with each loop, it just, does it reset your stats, or do you get to keep stats until each next loop? I think the stats get reset. 
So which means yeah, stats get reset because it goes back to like part of your stats is that uh, relationship stuff, like the affection, the friendship, and the hate. So like when you reset, when you do a loop, you kind you kind of go back to where everyone was neutral for you. Mm-hmm. So like if there's a character that was like you know at the start of the, you know the start of the game, like one character is like already like views you as a buddy, and let's say in this loop you do you continue to bug them and piss them off, then they're gonna hate you. Then you do a loop and you get them back to the buddy level. So yeah, stats do get reset with loops. So what I'm hearing is there's a possibility you could do this without ever looping. Yep. Yep, that is uh, that Zach, would be don't possible. Don't buy this game. It's almost worth a fifty dollar <laughs> don't, don't purchase. Buy this game. <laughs> I think I think the I think the base game is uh, forty. I, I think it's forty. Well, it's pretty de- sure it's fifty. It okay. dep- I think it depends on where you buy it. <laughs> oh, is it okay? If you buy, it, let me know. <laughs> Don't it, buy it, though. It depends on how much I want to rack my brain on trying to min-max. <laughs> don't buy it, though. I don't know. Buy it. Support, support the developers. They had a cool idea. Just poor execution. This is more of a dumb idea for me. Can I do a run without looping? It, 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 is, it is, in theory, 100% possible. Yes. You, you 100% can, I'm, I'm assuming. Because uh, that first battle, like I said, I think you're meant to lose it, but you may be able to, you may be able to beat it one way or another. I don't know. You just didn't know enough about the game when you did it. Exactly. So, if you go into it doing some homework, you might be able, you might be able to get through it and be okay. That's the thing. I don't want to do homework though. I want to just blind run out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, uh, I think we're good to hit the weekly wrap up. How you guys feeling? Sure. Oh, you what? Yeah. Okay. I'm just vibing. <laughs> Uh, so I just want to, again, shout out the uh, things in the last episode that I put in the weekly wrap-up since it did all happen this week. Shout out to Triangle Strategy getting a new update. That's Woo. pretty cool. Uh, new chapter, uh, some uh, chapter replays, battle replays, character replay, character story replays, stuff like that all added. So that's really cool to see. Uh, Next Month 3 was announced as well. That's also pretty cool Woo. to see. Uh, High on Life is getting a new DLC called High on Knife. Uh, and for anyone Not that... Woo. That is a woo. Uh, for anyone <laughs> concerned, uh, I don't remember his last name, but the, the dude who you know who created this game, created Rick and Morty and stuff, this DLC will not feature him at all. Uh, for anyone that may have been concerned about that uh, for any reason. Uh, next up, Fire Emblem is coming to Nintendo Switch Online for GBA. Which Fire Emblem? Uh, the one, the very Fire, first Fire one Emblem. Yeah, the one, okay. Fire Emblem. Um, you know the the uh, the first one that came over to the West on the GBA. So not the first one. It's the one not called the first, the first for us. But it's not the, the first one, one called Fire Emblem for for us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that comes out I think later this month. Shout out to that. Uh, there are some Nintendo Direct rumors floating around, unfortunately, uh, but it happens all the time. Uh, but the main reason it's floating around is actually pretty fair. Uh, so Persona 3 Reload is sparking the Direct rumors since the press release so far. Uh, the Switch has been absent. Uh, so normally how this stuff goes is that uh, since Xbox got the reveal, all the press release, it was only the Xbox logo beside it. Uh, and then a few days later, we've now seen PS4, PS5, and Steam, but still no Switch. Um, so the same thing happened with uh, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal. Uh, they were all absent. Absent, uh, Switch was absent from those promotional uh, releases as well once they got moved over to Xbox. And it, then they got revealed in the Direct, and that was why. Yeah. Nintendo wants to reveal something themselves. Nah, Switch is... It's like over at Nintendo, they're like, nah, man, Switch don't want that. Yeah, we don't We don't need that We can't shit. run that shit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is, but uh, apparently Persona 3 uh, Reload will be on the Switch per Play Asia because it's already up to pre-order, and Play Asia customer service did confirm, yes, this is... It is coming to Switch. Shout out to Play Asia for, you know confirming that not nintendo so 
Uh, there are there are Nintendo a lot. Nintendo probably hasn't heard about it yet. Probably not. They're 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 going to figure it out. Maybe maybe on Monday. Someday. Yeah. Uh, no, if there's going to be a direct, apparently it's going to be next week. Uh, if there is going to be a direct, I was talking to Josh about this. I expect it to be probably one of the most. Eh, that was a direct that you've probably we've probably ever seen. Pikmin Four. Yeah, I mean you'll see a, a nice Pikmin Four trailer. Um, Dude, I don't even know what could be in this thing. I mean, maybe reveal Tears of the Kingdom DLC. They did Breath of the Wild DLC reveal pretty quickly uh, after Breath of the Wild release. Scarlet and Violet DLC? The pri- well, that would be uh, in a Pokemon thing, Pokemon Direct or Pokemon whatever it show presents, presents. Poke- that'd be a- Nintendo. Nintendo, I don't know what the fuck they do. Yeah, it'd, they it'd, would, yeah they would, it's basically like if we see a Pokemon presents is going to get is going to happen, yeah. it, that's going to be the DLC announcement. Yeah. So, I mean, like uh, like I said before, um, before like Tears of the Kingdom came out, even after Tears of the Kingdom came out, Tears of the Kingdom to me, that is that is the end of uh, Nintendo for this generation. We've got some other first-party titles, obviously, coming out with like a Pikmin 4, for example. Uh, but in terms of, of like your big, your big heavy hitters, Tears of the Kingdom was the last one. Uh, mark my words on that. Uh, so I just don't think this Direct will be anything super cool. A lot of third-party stuff, a couple little fun um, first-party stuff. Um, I do think it's it could be slightly possible that you finally get that 2D Mario that's been rumored forever and that comes out this holiday. That's probably it. Nothing to, nothing to get super pumped up about. The um, new Bowser Peaches game. In reality, yes. <laughs> Zach, he's not going to be here and we're going to have the biggest fucking like Nintendo shocker of a Nintendo Direct that we've ever had. Yeah, I know, right? Like, Which actually the biggest th- thing th- ever. Th- the, the new console reveal and everything, yeah. You know, I say that, and I'm like, we don't really get that from Nintendo. We, you know, we normally get, like, one one cool thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, one cool thing or maybe two cool things followed by some, yeah, we knew about that. Yeah. No, yeah, The if there is a Nintendo Direct this week, and obviously I won't be here next week, depending on what's in there, that's probably going to be a weekly wrap-up thing for you boys. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't care enough about Nintendo. Yeah, I know you don't. So that's why it's probably going to be a weekly wrap-up thing. Uh, next thing, Skull and Bones beta cuts the consoles. It's now going to be PC only. That was, a, that was a quick turnaround because they announced the beta and it was supposed to be on consoles and PC. And then like days later, like, okay, yeah, we're not doing consoles. They probably got no sign-ups for console. Yeah. This game, bro. Uh, next up, Titanfall 3 was in development for 10 months before being canceled at Claims X Developer. That was a news that popped up this week, but I feel like we heard that before. I, feel I like think we, we have. Yeah, I feel like, like a year ago, that's been, that's been a, a little news bit there. Uh, Ed Boone recently said that the door is not at all closed when it comes to Injustice 3, so that's actually pretty cool. I, that would be cool. I, I like the Injustice games. Yeah, me it's too. Like, I don't, it's like, I don't play a ton of, ton of them. Yeah, MK1. But it's like, but it's like <laughs> I, I signed up for the beta. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever it happens. Yep. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, I would be excited for an Injustice game yep. or a new Injustice. And the last thing, and I made sure to save it for very last so we can just hit it and get out of here, is uh, some Activision Blizzard news. Uh, so recently, FTC temporarily blocked the deal. Uh, the court will now begin on the 22nd run until the 29th. Uh, Microsoft seems apparently optimistic about it. going. They're, they're actually very happy it's going to court, apparently. But then on the other side of things, there there is the report that I, uh, I'm kind of getting out of the grapevine here that if this is going to get blocked, like after the court thing and everything, Microsoft will not try to do any more appeals and they will officially move on. Oof. Yeah. Year and a half. Or two years now, isn't it? Uh, year and a half. It was last... Okay. Uh, it feels like two years. Yeah. But yeah, it was like last February range is when this Something half like started. That. So I'm ready for this to be fucking over. At this point, just block it. <laughs> just block it, man. See, at this point in my mind, all I would see is like, it gets blocked, and then Microsoft's like, 
you just want to do a partnership for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. It would basically, it's like, okay, we, it's like, okay, they don't want us to buy you. We'll just become our partner. And then just over time, we will slowly acquire you. Just assimilate. Yeah. It's like, we will just slowly acquire more and more percentage of your company over time. And then no one, no one will give a shit that way. Yeah. So, and then everyone else is like, these 10 year deals. (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready, I'm ready for this to be done. Uh, speaking about Microsoft, one last little tidbit that I thought was kind of funny is uh, recently Phil Spencer, you know, he commented on why there was, uh, which, you know, we know there's other reasons why it wasn't there, but he commented on why there was no Halo Infinite or Halo in any, any capacity at their showcase, whatever. Because it's he, dead. That's the real reason. It's a fucking nightmare. That's the other real reason. But I did like his his response to it. He's just like... You know, uh, you know, Halo still has the same level of importance as it always had for us. But it's like you got to look at our, you got to look at the state of Xbox. Like ten years ago, all we had was Halo Forza, Gears, and Fable. I mean, he's not wrong. And it, and I, it, he said that line, and I'm just like, thank you for the self awareness. Because now, because <laughs> then he followed up was like, we have like 40 studios now. We have a lot more stuff to show. I mean, true, <laughs> but when we're looking at like big name. Microsoft or Xbox. I know. First Stuff. party. What do, what do we got? We have Forza. I know. <laughs> and that's about it these days. I know. Yeah. Everything else is just like, oh, we'll see what we come up with, yeah. but you, you'll get your yearly Forza. No, I just thought that was funny that he was just so self-aware of that. Uh, but, you know, true in, in the defense of the people, you know, asking about it, Halo, I feel like, should be more prominent, obviously. I mean, it should be the flagship, but it's a We still haven't ship. heard any yeah, more the, about the Battle Royale. Yeah, the one that yeah. certain affinity is working on. Yeah, it should. Halo should be the flagship. The problem is they don't want to fucking make it. Basically. A flagship, which if it comes back in strong suit, will maybe be Fable. Maybe. That'd be pretty sick. Though I'm still unsure what the heck the gameplay yeah, is going to be. I don't, I don't know. Gonna be it's it's because it didn't one. look like a hack and slash. Now it looked like a like little nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I have no idea what to expect from that game. I'm glad it got shown, but I'm just I'm still more confused than ever. Yeah. All right, boys, let's hit the music. Let's get out of here. Last thoughts. All right. Like, comment, subscribe, rate whatever your platform allows. It does help. And thank you very much for watching. All right, if you made it to the end of the episode with this, thank you very much. Uh, second episode this week. Uh, so if you would like to see us again, we'll meet, at least me and Zach will be here next Saturday around 6 p.m. Central Time ish. It's a we'll see what time. Uh, but yeah, make sure to come in next week, support the boys, come hang out with them. We they would 100 percent appreciate that as well as I would. Uh, might be back the week after. I don't know if the week after if we'll just be on a complete break or not. I don't know. I was looking at that. Uh, that the week after we might go on a break. So okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we'll be back the week after that, or, you know, in my case, I would. Uh, but if you made all it in, we do appreciate you. Make sure to also go to spark3.com. You can sign up for free, sign up for five or five bucks a month, support us further. We'd appreciate that support. I'm going to start doing game reviews there here soon. So, you know, got to start somewhere, in my opinion, if you're going to do game, if you want to review stuff, got to start. Even if you're like doing the review three months after a game release, I feel like, hey, go ahead and do it. You know, need to start somewhere. Uh, make sure to also go check out some Rogue Energy, pick up Strawberry Mango, and go over to Agent Inc. and pick up one of our jerseys. We'd appreciate that. Till next time, guys. Have a good one. Bye.